Welcome once again, nerds, to the Nerd News. In this episode, it is going to be a quick episode, and we are talking about new music and tours from every corner of the music world. We also have a new video game tying a 40-year-old franchise together. We have a very unsurprising character getting their own ongoing series in comics. Max is trying really hard to not go broke. And the rumor mill is on fire with Marvel and Batman and the DCU and everything. So let's get into the news. All right, housekeeping. housekeeping for the stuff and the things. Uh, housekeeping, there is not going to be a regular episode next week. So we will be technically off of regular episodes for three weeks. Next week we will be, I'm gonna try and finagle a live show. Uh, if we can't make that happen, then it will just be an abbreviated version of the news. It's not going to be the regular hour long plus uh, episode. Just don't have the time getting ready for the road trip and such. So uh, that being said, we are again, still in the middle of a strike almost in the middle of two strikes but we'll get to that in the movie section but we are in the middle of the writer strike still which means everything for everybody uh, welcome to the entire episode of the nerd news regardless of which outlet you are on you are getting the whole show and not the syndicated version of the show like I like to do when you know there's plenty of news to go around uh, so yeah that is what we have for housekeeping good morning sunshine this episode let's not waste any more time and jump right into the news In music news, we have a new band getting a sign-off from an older band. We have a fan-favorite band adding a brand new fan-favorite band to their U.S. tour. And then we have a new band that's full of a bunch of dudes from older bands putting out new music. So all of that and a fair bit more, we have to start things off in follow-ups. We actually do have a follow-up this time around and that has to do with Kim Dracula, the album that he has been promoting for some time now with the last, I think, four now singles. Uh, actually, no, I think he just released another single which would make five if I'm counting correctly. Uh, the, the name of the album is A Gradual Decline in Morale. It is now set for a September 14th release. There is a video promo for it that is linked down in the description. Go check it out. It's actually kind of cool. Uh, and yeah, once this record comes out, we'll probably be talking about it. But that is all we have for follow-ups. So let's talk about new music, shall we? New music. This week, we're starting things off with the new single from Under Oath. This is a solo single. There is no record attached to it. Uh, the name of the song is Lifeline Drowning. Uh, strangely electronic take on what we know from Under Oath. Definitely a lot less chaotic than I remember this band. It has been some time since I've actually listened to Under Oath because they just were never one of the bands that really did much for me. Uh, and this is not changing any minds i feel like uh this is so dramatically different from their original sound that i feel like it's and and dramatically different in a in an unexpected direction i guess is a way to put that uh that i think that this very potentially could be alienating even current under oath fans so if you've heard the new track and you you know disagree or you agree or whatever i really want to hear from you because again not really an under oath fan looking for the opinion of legit under oath fans let's talk about that in the comment section down below or over on the social medias again this is going to everybody so maybe you're uh, on one of the, the audio outlets and there is no comment section down below either way hit me up let's have that conversation moving on from there we have uh, a new track from the smashing pumpkins uh, this is called spell binding and uh, when the hell did the Smashing Pumpkins start making happy music? That's my question. 
Uh, I mean, it's produced fine. It's very strange hearing Billy Corgan's nasal delivery that still sounds pretty whiny and pretty sad boy kind of uh but then over like very bright and upbeat music that the the juxtaposition just really is doing strange things in my brain uh i uh, again i don't know that this is gonna win over any new fans and honestly i think this is only for hardcore smashing pumpkins fans just because They've done so much better in the past. The last record I really, really dug from these guys was the Ava Adore record, and it was phenomenal. This and most of the stuff that we've been listening to uh, recently from the Pumpkins, just uh, phoning it in, I feel like, in a lot of ways, especially this new track. So I would say steer clear of the new Pumpkins unless you're a diehard fan. Then we have... As in Hell, Fall of the Loyal Warrior. As in Hell is the band, Fall of the Loyal Warrior is the song. And this band actually uh, is a, has a really interesting past, specifically because the dude from Volbeat, Michael Paulson, he is the guitar player in this death metal band. And not just that, but it's actually pretty damn good. Uh, say what you will about Volbeat, they always have stellar production value. Uh, songwriting ability kind of wavers. They've got, they've got some really catchy, really good stuff, and then they've got some really kind of cringy, just not great, not gonna stick around kind of stuff. Uh, is in the realm of death metal, I would say that As In Hell has a lot more staying power than most of the Volbeat stuff. There definitely is some great Volbeat tracks out there, uh, but As In Hell sounds much more solid. If this uh, a first single is anything to go off of, but yeah, uh, this is this is this is a lot of fun, man. This honestly could get people into death metal a little bit. Uh, I mean, if you're uh, opposed to the abrasive vocals? Probably not, but if you might want to start dipping your toe into something that is called death metal, then uh, there's really not many better places to start than this band, as in hell. So go check it out. Now we're talking about a new single from the band Bring Me the Horizon. Fairly new band. This this single, though, has a couple of guest vocalists on it that are kind of rather interesting. Uh, first up is Lil Uzi Vert, who is kind of like metal adjacent these days. He just did a cover of Chop Suey that I have yet to listen to, so we'll probably talk about it the next time we're doing such things. But uh, yeah, he's, he's kind of like adjacent to the scene, and it's pretty cool. And then the other guest vocalist on here is Man goes by the name of Daryl Palumbo. Daryl Palumbo sings for two rather noteworthy bands, one of which, Glassjaw, is rather heavy and kind of also a little bit metal adjacent <laughs> because they're kind of more post-hardcore, post-punk kind of thing. Uh, and the other band that Daryl sings for is a band called Head Automatica, which is dancecore. Uh, nothing that's really in this vein of music, but still really good. If you haven't listened to them, go check them out. But the name of this song is Amen. Again, Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, not a huge Bring Me the Horizon fan, but this one does a lot of really good things. Just the incorporation of both of these guest vocalists really goes a long way. Palumbo's voice always is a win. Dude just cannot sing bad notes. Uh, and then the addition of Lil Uzi Vert very much feels organic. So like, absolutely, if you haven't listened to this song, go check it out. This might change your mind on who uh, Bring Me the Horizon is. Or it might just be another track you don't want to skip next time it comes on your playlist. Either way, it's worth listening to, so go check it out. Next up, we have a new single from the band Three Teeth. This one is called Scorpion. It is the newest single from Three Teeth. Uh, I, so this is another band where I really had a sound in my head that I thought I remembered for who they were, and then I listened to this new single, and either I am misremembering it, which is entirely likely, or they have changed their sound fairly significantly, which I don't think is as likely uh, but uh, this is this is totally a listenable tune I, I struggle to quant to classify I guess is the way to go uh, to classify it as far as genre goes I saw somebody in the comments section talk about how these guys are the saviors of industrial metal and I don't feel like that's an accurate description for their sound but it does there are definitely industrial-like 
elements like they have a keyboard player and so there's that kind of layer to it and it's a fairly simplistic riff so there's that element to it that it shares with industrial but i don't know there's just something it feels like industrial light if you want to put like Leibach or rammstein as your litmus test for what is industrial metal then yeah i don't think that these guys would necessarily qualify they're kind of more active rock metal with industrial influences i guess is probably appropriate but that's i mean that's kind of an epithet because active rock is kind of stupid but uh, this is listenable this is actually pretty damn good i totally enjoyed this track in spite of its active rock nature so you should probably go check it out as well then we have falling in reverse uh falling in reverse not a band i listen to regularly uh we've talked about them previously we reacted to the zombies or zombified rather single that they put out a few months back about a year ago now i believe and the, the, the kind of Ronnie Radke just kind of does does things that I think are great for the community and then also does things that I think are uh, a hindrance for the community. Uh, see previous discussion on having backing tracks at a live metal show. Uh, so um, Falling Reverse just did a cover almost of La Last Resort from Papa Roach. And this is like strangely poignant definitely not heavy at all this is not even a new metal cover this is a straight balladized version of last resort ronnie radke is a hell of a composer i will definitely give him that much credit and has a fantastic voice i don't understand why he decided to hide it behind all of the effect there's definitely a lot of like auto tune going on in here that is unnecessary because you're really hiding behind effects when you don't need to your voice is strong enough to carry this song you could have just done it strictly acoustic and been 10 times better for it either way it's pretty great honestly and it's weird thing to say for me so go check it out i i think and our final track this week is a very interesting combination of artists uh the main artist on here is a band called the who not not from the 70s and the 60s and whatnot. That, not that who. This is the new who, the H-U who. Uh, the, the band from China, I'm pretty sure is where they're from, uh, who sing in uh, Cantonese, Mongolian, something. Uh, and they just they're usually doing like the throat singing and the crazy awesome. And it's like this traditional style vocal with traditional musics, uh, musical instruments, and then also like metal elements thrown in there. And the who is just very intriguing and very awesome in a lot of ways. And then the guest vocalist on here is a vocalist by the name of LP. Now LP is, uh, an, an XX. Let's just let's say that. I guess is safe. Uh, I think LP identifies with they them pronouns, so that's about as much uh, time as we're going to give that. But LP has an amazing voice. I don't care what your personal politics are. If you like music and you can set silly things like that aside, LP there objectively, LP has an amazing voice. Uh, it's all of the political nonsense that kind of detracts from the music, which is unfortunate because this these two uh, entities together just is such a weird combination that it works in so many ways that don't make any sense. Uh, and uh, the biggest one of those is the fact that their personal politics, as far as I understand them, are very much in opposition. So it's kind of awesome in that regard as well, because these two very different groups of people can come together and make this amazing piece of music. I don't know if I mentioned it yet. Uh, the name of the song is Mother nature and i if you don't know who either of these artists are this is a pretty good introduction to both of them though do understand that they 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 start to veer pretty hard apart from one another uh, the deeper into their catalogs you get but either way fantastic song a hundred percent would recommend anybody listening to this go check it out and and that's what we got for new music from there, let's talk about tours and festivals, shall we? Uh, so we have an updated uh, tour announcement 
technically, even though somehow this one flew under the radar. And then by the time I actually found out about it, it had been announced for about a month. So we didn't talk about it, but there's been an update to it. So now we get to talk about it because it's actually one of my favorite bands, Protest the Hero is going out on tour this October. And it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, actually, I believe it starts in September if I'm remembering correctly. No, no, no. The first date is October 12th and it runs through November, November 17th. Uh, so Protest the Hero, it's a ha Halloween themed tour. They just added the Callous Dowboys to the lineup. So I kind of have to go now, don't I? I was very much questioning whether or not I was going to do this because it happens to be, uh, yeah, on a day that might not be very easy for me to get off of work. But either way, uh, the Callous Dowboys now, it's my opportunity to catch them live and with one of my favorite bands of all time. I have to go. Uh, I'm, I'm gushing too much. It starts, like I said, October 12th, Detroit, Michigan, runs through once again, uh, uh, November 17th in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and links to tickets exist down in the description. Go check out that if you're interested, because why wouldn't you be? Uh, from there, we do have a brand new tour announcement that was made over the last week, and that is Lorna Shore, a uh, full and proper new tour added to Lorna Shore, once they are done with the Gojira Mastodon tour they are currently on, which is going to be epic. If you don't already have your tickets, you should probably go to that one as well. But uh, Lorna Shore going out solo, headlining uh, over the top of Rivers of Nile, ingested and uh, distant in Europe. So this is not going to be a North American tour. This is going to be a European tour. Uh, it begins November 5th in Netherlands, Den Bosch, The Rock Circus. I don't know what that all means, but shh, there you go. Uh, and it runs through December 12th in Germany, Oberhausen, uh, Turbinell, and Halle. I, I think I said that right, but <clears throat> somebody correct me, please. Uh, but that is what we have for tours and festivals. So let's jump over to regular ass news. We have one piece of regular ass news, and that is Halo Effect. Uh, the band, we've actually talked about them extensively on the show before. They have uh, been working on their second record. It's been rather quick. They wasted no time. It feels like they went on a European tour, then a US tour, and then jumped right into the studio because they're finishing up album number two now. Uh, they have, they have uh, officially announced that they have completed the mixing portion of their... So now it's just mastering and then release. So we're going to be seeing this sometime before the end of the year. They haven't given us a uh, proper release date just yet but it's coming soon so stay tuned we will be following up uh from there that's the only piece of regular ass news so let's talk music suggestion for the week this one was actually uh took me a second to find something that i feel like is great and not a lot of people are aware of and that is the human abstracts version of moonlight sonata by beethoven uh yes this is, I mean, this is, I believe this is the final thing that Human Abstract recorded as a band before they broke up. So it's noteworthy for that, in that respect. Uh, it's also noteworthy because it is very much like a deathcore style Beethoven cover. Like it is, it's a, a something along the lines of 15 minutes long if you listen to all three movements and a hundred percent worth your time. It, why are you still listening to me speak? Go listen to that. That's much more interesting. And now, nerds, let's get into some gaming and tech. In this week's gaming and tech, we have a new update to Bethesda's bastard child of sorts. Uh, we also have an unexpected Expected link to the Blade Runner universe to talk about that in a little bit more. So let's jump into it. First up, follow-ups and corrections. Fallout 76 uh, is getting a new update. And this one is very interesting when compared to previous updates for the game because they usually, they being Bethesda, usually announce the updates uh, in advance and then they have the test server so you can log on to a test server and test out the new updates before it launches a, a, a game wide, if you will. And then you can find bugs and things like that. Uh, but this time around, Bethesda is not telling the fan base what to expect with the update. They're just saying significant improvements. 
And that's all they're saying. Uh, there is an ongoing list on the subreddit, which you will find linked down in the show notes. Uh, there is an ongoing list of things that the fan base has found already. If you are not currently playing Fallout 76, this sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, in order to... In order to make sure the fan base fully appreciates what they're doing, uh, when you sign on to the test servers, you have to start a new character, which means you come fresh out of the vault because it seems like, and I haven't looked at the list yet, but it seems like most of the changes are in the earlier stages of the game uh, as far as uh, character building is concerned. Eventually you will be allowed to bring your existing character into the server, but they want to make sure that you're experiencing all of the changes and not just the limited amount of changes that affect existing characters. So that's what we got there. Let's move right along into trailers. We have a trailer for a new uh, uh, Blade Runner game. Wow, brain fart. Blade Runner, uh, the name of the game is Blade Runner 2033. This puts it smack dab in the middle of OG Blade Runner from 40 years ago and, and the new Blade Runner 2049. This is a prequel to the second and uh, a sequel to the first. Uh, it is apparently going to be canon in that universe unless the fandom hates it, in which case they'll probably pull its canon status. But as it stands right now, this is canon. Uh, also, I believe there's going to be some factors that feed into the Black Lotus anime that we got just a few months back. So that's pretty awesome. The trailer looks great. It definitely does its job of making you want to play the game. So go check it out. From there, we have no proper news. We got no regular ass news. So that just only leaves suggestions for gaming and tech. This week's gaming and tech suggestion is the Lies of P demo. If you have not already downloaded this, what the hell are you doing here? Uh, this is, oh God, this demo is so much fun. Also, reserve your game so that when it launches, I believe in September, you can uh, be one of the first to play it all the way through. But this, this was unexpected. Like I expected to have an appreciation to really uh, drink in the aesthetic of this game. But like, this is like Ninja Gaiden meets Bioshock with a little bit of Final Fantasy thrown in there just for a flavor, man. This game is a blast and I can only I'm I can only imagine what the full game is going to be when it finally launches so absolutely go download and play the lies of P demo and then when the game launches we're going to be talking about that again as well here on the channel Now let's get into some comic books and books. We're getting trailers finally, even though it's already underway for DC's next big story arc, as well as, like I said in the very beginning of this episode, uh, an unsurprising character getting their very own ongoing book, at least for now. Uh, let's talk about that in a little bit more. So starting things off in trailers, we don't have follow-ups or anything to talk about. We do have a trailer and that is Dawn of DC Night Terrors. What we learn in this this trailer, even though, once again, the Night Terrors arc is going. The big uh, uh, DC-wide event is happening currently. It's going to be happening through the month of July and the month of August, and then it will come to an end and we'll get into the next one. But uh, yeah, this trailer tells us one thing that I honestly didn't anticipate, and the night in the Night Terrors uh, subtitle is not referring to the Dark Knight. It's not referring to Batman. It is referring to the Restless Night, or Sleep, I'm sorry, Sleepless Nights uh, that are the big villains for this story arc, which I'm kind of intrigued by a new set of villains. Hopefully it is a legitimate new set of villains and we get good character development and we get all of the things that we haven't been getting for villains for some time because they're just finding ways to recycle existing villains into new names and new personas and that's not fun. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely intrigued by this. I'm probably going to pick up a couple of these books and hopefully we'll have time to talk about it in the That Just Happened show. <laughs> But right now, that's all we got, so let's move right along. We got regular-ass news next. Regular-ass news, we have one piece, and that is White Widow. And no, I'm not making a drug reference. <laughs> uh, so Ye Yelena, I'm not gonna say, Yelena Belova, 
uh, the, the, the sister of Black Widow, kind of. Uh, she's getting her own series called The White Widow. Widow. It is going to be written by Sarah Gale, uh, Galley. Gailey, I'm sorry, Gailey, who previously has written for uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Eat the Rich. Uh, the art will become will be coming from Alessandro Miracolo, who previously did art for Obi-Wan and Yoda. So super stoked about that, actually. Uh, the book launches November 1st, and I'm intrigued, mostly because of the art. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I, I really don't know much from Sarah Gailey and I don't really care for the character of White Widow. Uh, just kind of personal preference, not anything against the character necessarily, but there you go. That's what we got for regular ass news. So now let's talk about suggestions for comic books and books. And we've got Batman Nightfall is the suggestion this week, because if you haven't read one of the most pivotal Batman books ever in existence. Actually, this is the first of three. You have Nightfall. I can't. I'm going to brain fart the other two, so I'm not going to waste your time. But Nightfall begins a, a story arc that is three pieces. This is the, the introduction of Asriel as Batman for a moment. This is when Batman breaks his back. You get to see all of that and how he heals. And this is just one of the greatest Batman books ever. So if you haven't read it, you absolutely need to. If you have and you haven't for a while, go back and refresh your memory as to how great Batman books used to be. Uh, comes from writer Chuck Dixon, Joe Duffy, Alan Grant, Dennis O'Neill, and Doug Mensch. That is your suggestion for comic books and books this week. Go check it out. Now we're going to get into some TV shows. This week in TV shows, we have... Uh, a whole helping worth of Walking Dead, twice actually. Uh, then we have a new anime series for a DC franchise that might have, should have died a little while ago, but we'll talk about that. And then we also have HBO Max, now Max, uh, really trying to make money. We're gonna talk about that in, in, in depth as well. So let's just jump right into the follow-ups and corrections. First things first, we have The Boys. We now uh, know for sure that it will not be releasing anytime soon. Uh, the WGA strike has affected the release date because uh, they need to do some ADR, uh, additional dialogue required. The ADR is kind of a thing that is necessary in, in, in most instances when you're doing productions of this uh, caliber, I guess you could say. Uh, so ADR is necessary. And without writers, you can't really do a whole lot of ADR. Uh, Theoretically, assuming the ADR was only because of technical issues, then they should be all right. But it sounds like there's they, they need to drop in some lines of dialogue to further explain points that are kind of maybe muddy or uh, they didn't really get the point across with the currently existing dialogue. So they have to add things to it, which happens fairly regularly. This is not a surprising thing by any stretch. The sucky thing about it, though, is it's pushing back the release. It was supposed to release because that's the way they've done it uh, previously with every the, all the other three seasons is it was supposed to release sometime around now. It was supposed to be probably by the end of July. They never announced a proper release date, so we can't say that for certain. But the assumption is that they were going to be releasing sometime this month for the show and now they can't so we'll be keeping tabs as much as we can uh from there we got a follow-up on the rick and michonne walking dead series we now know officially that it's going to be called walking dead rick and michonne <laughs> uh yeah just it, it's confirmed now we have like official title artwork and stuff so they there was a working title i don't remember what it was because i didn't write in the notes because say it with me now i take amazing notes but uh, yeah, it, it is officially now being called Rick and Michonne, so that's what we got. Let's move right along. Next up, we got some trailers to talk about. First up is Suicide Squad is getting an anime. Yeah, animated series for the Suicide Squad from Warner Brothers Japan. Uh, yeah, this is very interesting. New series, uh, it's called Suicide Squad Isekai, uh, and it's it was announced at the Anime Expo just last week. And this trailer, honestly makes me almost intrigued by the Suicide Squad again. The last time I really cared about Suicide Squad was Forever Evil, and that was 
Well, for other reasons. This is maybe going to breathe new life into a, a book series or, or a, a comic book group uh, that is started to lose its luster in recent years because of very big glaring reasons like the video game or no actually the video game might be all right but it keeps getting pushed back but then we have the two movies that did uh, lukewarm at best and yeah that kind of that kind of does a lot of negative things uh the other trailer that we have to talk about this week though is walking dead also Daryl Dixon, uh, we got a proper trailer for the Daryl series, and this looks this looks a lot uh, as much as the Maggie and Negan series, the the Dead City series, is kind of furthering the main story. It looks like the Daryl uh, furthering the, the the feel of the main story. I would I should say, uh, it looks like the Daryl series is going to be a lot more isolating and a lot more just Norman Reedus on screen acting his balls off. Uh, and I'm super duper here for it because, I mean, Norman Reedus, come on now. Uh, yeah, so go check out the trailer. It's pretty short. It's doing all of the right things, though, because I'm. this is another reason to love The Walking Dead. That's all we got without me gushing too much. Let's move right along. Uh, let's get into some regular-ass news. We got a couple of things here. First up is the big one, and that is Max selling its properties to Netflix? And also kind of more if we're having this proper conversation. But the thing that kind of the impetus for this is uh, HBO Ma or Max. I'm sorry, I'm going to keep doing that for a, probably another month. But Max has just signed a contract with Netflix that releases Insecure, Six Feet Under, Band of Brothers, The Pacific and True Blood kind of. Uh, to also air on Netflix. This is not an exclusivity contract, so they're not only going to be on Netflix. This is actually the exact opposite. This is a non-exclusive contract, meaning they will exist on both Netflix and Max, with the exception of uh, True Blood. True Blood is actually going to be existing on three different platforms. It just depends on what country you're in. So if you're in the States, True Blood exists on Hulu as well as Max. And then if you're outside of the US, then it is going to be on Netflix as well as Max. So just kind of a little bit confusing, but We've actually seen this kind of happening for a while, specifically with Max, because previously they canceled some shows. Uh, I'm looking at you, The Nethers, and I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the other ones, but Nethers, very specific, or Nevers rather, very specifically, uh, because it went over to Tubi, and now you can watch it for free on Tubi. Oh, Westworld, that was the other big one. Westworld also, you can watch for free over on Tubi because they have a contract, but this is different because the Tubi contract means it's only on Tubi. The Netflix contract means it's on both, which is interesting. Uh, is this going to be the way of the future? We're going to see other uh, see shows be exclusive on other streaming platforms, and then uh, what, after a certain length of time, they sign a non-exclusive contract with another co-streamer. I mean, that could be a way to make money, man. Uh, <laughs> We'll see. I mean, I think the, the, the sign of the times will be when Netflix finally breaks down and does such things because they have a lot of IPs that a lot of people like that I think they could make money on if they were on other streaming platforms. So then the question becomes, will there be a new streaming platform that only exists on these uh, co exclusive contracts or however you want to phrase that. that it's a very interesting thing we're definitely going to continue this conversation going forward but right now that's what we got so let's move to our next piece and the next piece is a new series starring kevin bacon which is random to say, uh, but it's called The Bondsman. It's a new horror action series that is going to be, uh, it's, Kevin Bacon is going to be an undead bounty hunter. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, and apparently we'll also have musical elements, so they're going to sing songs on top of it. All of these things are very strange. I'm just saying, all of these things are very weird, and I'm very intrigued by them. Uh, it is going to be headed to Amazon Prime, and it is produced, and this is adding to the intrigue, production from Blumhouse TV as well as Crime Think TV. So, uh, yeah. What? sign me up because yes and yeah i did that that's all we got for regular ass news so let's get into our suggestions and it, i mean you should probably have guessed it by now this week's tv streaming suggestion is 
Dead City, Walking Dead, Dead City. We're three episodes deep. Uh, if you really dug Walking Dead at its peak, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like seasons five through eight, then you're definitely, well, let's, let's, let's take that back just a step. Let's say season three, skip season five, six, and then back in on seven and eight. That was, I would say, the peak of The Walking Dead. Uh, this is very much in line with that, I think. Uh, and kind of even ramps it up from there because we just get a little bit better cinematography. We get a little bit better, a little bit of everything from here. Uh, I just, I, this is, I'm in love with this series. I, I, no secret that I'm a big fan of The Walking Dead to begin with, but like Dead City is kind of, I would almost argue at least as good, maybe even better than the OG series. Go check it out and tell me what you think. Let's get into some movies conversation now, shall we? This week in movies, uh, we have an update on the protest and the strikes and all of that. And then we're going to be talking about some trailers that uh, are going to get you pretty hype. And that's kind of all we really got, save for a couple other things. So let's jump right into it. First up, follow-ups and corrections. We have a follow-up on the actor's strike. The writer's strike is still going strong. The actor's strike, if you remember, was supposed to start at the end of last month. We are now in July and there's no actor's strike yet. There is still the possibility that we could get an actor strike. They have just pushed back. They have extended contracts by two weeks. So July 12th is the new deadline for negotiations. They are currently in negotiations with the product, with the producers guild, uh, producers and directors of screen and television or whatever, whatever it's called. Um, that those negotiations are ongoing, much like the writers, uh, negotiations are ongoing, but they have agreed to extend contracts until the 12th of July, which means we have another week and a half before we know anything as far as that goes since that's the case let's move right along shall we our other piece of follow-up is uh tron aries the next tron movie has just made some casting announcements jody turner smith and greta lee have both joined the cast your guess is as good as mine as to who the characters are that they're going to be playing but they're on the cast so there you go from there we have uh, uh two new trailers one of them i should have put in last week's episode and I'm, I'm calling myself out on that but two new trailers we have dune part two just launched a couple days ago the the most recent trailer for it and uh, uh I, I can't say it it's gonna be amazing Go watch the trailer if you doubt me. Continuing from there, we also got a trailer. This is the one that should have been in last week's episode. Also got a trailer for Metalocalypse Army of the Doomstar. <laughs> you know it's a good sign when you laugh out loud at the trailer. Just saying, go check this one out for sure as well. August 22nd for uh, the Army of the Doomstar. And then we only have one piece in regular ass news, and it's a sad piece, it's a downer piece, and it really sucks. Alan Arkin uh, was the grandpa in Little Miss Sunshine. It was kind of has been just all over the place. Uh, the man, uh, the, 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 he passed the age of 89, and he will definitely be sorely missed. So we're going to take a moment. We haven't done this for a minute, man. We've had a good run of a few months where we haven't had any major passings, and that's good. But Alan Arkin's really going to be missed. Uh, moment of silence for the man, Alan Arkin. And then... I know, I hate doing that. We have suggestions for movies. Uh, this week's suggestion for movies. I, 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 I'm going to say honorable mention Little Miss Sunshine because of the Alan Arkin thing. But really the thing that I was, I've been super hype on before that announcement was Dune. The, the, the new Dune movie. The, the Denis Villeneuve directed. Uh, the, the, just... <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. It is, it is an amazing movie in so many ways just we've had our discussions about the issues with the the interpretation from the book and the things that were changed and things were changed out of necessity and blah 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 all of that stuff even taken into consideration this is one of the best literary interpretations uh that has ever made it to the screen this is just head and shoulders above the competition 
No reason to not watch it if you have the ability to. Dune over on Max is absolutely our suggestion this week for movies. And now we have a rumor mill to talk about. Uh, we have, honestly, Fantastic Four is in here twice for different reasons. Uh, and then we have some gaming rumors that sound pretty delectable, as well as a, uh, which one is it? The, 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 the X-Men rumor that we're probably going to be shooting down. So let's take it from the top. We have no confirmations or refutations, but we do have new sources for old rumors, which starting things off is Fantastic Four. We have a new source talking about the old rumor of Margot Robbie and Adam Driver, etc., etc., being cast in this. And now they're saying that something has happened and they're, they're, they're all quitting. They're all quitting before they've even shot a single frame, before they, the ink is dry on the contracts and whatnot. So back to the drawing board, according to the rumor mill. This is new source uh, for an old rumor, so we're not going to give it a percentage, but this just seems ridiculous. This is the rumor mill covering its ass, I feel like. This is rumor mongers saying, oh, well, you're never going to know that I was right because now they're all quitting and it's not going to be announced. So moo, 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 moo. Uh, I just think that's silly. <laughs> From there we have a new rumor for the DCU casting, the James Gunn movies. Uh, reportedly, are, Nicholas Holt was previously reported as being cast potentially as Kal-El Superman, but now they're saying that Nicholas Holt is being cast as Bruce Wayne Batman. Uh, I can honestly see this one. Uh, I still think it's kind of a load of hooey, but I can see this. This is, this sounds like a, a potential thing. So maybe there's a little hope there because Nicholas Holt is a great actor. So why not? Let's give it a shot. I mean, I know he's British, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, from there, we have one on the Marvels. We have a new source telling us the rumors that we talked about previously are in fact false, and that's not a, that's not how the movie's going to play out, and that's just the uh, 4chan thing that people have been talking about, and oh, this, if we were giving it percentage, would be right in the middle of the road, because it really, at this point, it could go either way, and I don't know how many people actually care about the Marvels right now, because just Marvel in general, as far as movies go, not doing it for a lot of people. Uh, then from there, we're going to uh, Lucasfilm. This is kind of reviving an old rumor, but an old rumor nonetheless. We have another source saying that Kathleen Kennedy is really gone now. Uh, she is going to be leaving the company, according to the rumor. They, we've been we've been hearing this rumor for seriously, I think, to close to three years at this point since before. For the last Star Wars movie, so even longer than three years, because when did uh, the last Skywalker or the Rise of Skywalker come out? I don't even remember, but it was right about then is when these rumors really started hitting their their peak, and it's kind of been the same thing ever since. So I mean, who really knows with that? And then the big one. The big revival, at least, as far as the rumors go, the big one that, that we've talked about a number of times is the next uh, Rockstar game, the next Rockstar uh, uh, reboot, uh, legacy, sequel, whatever, the remake is going to be, in fact, Red Dead Redemption. It's going to be an updated version of the original game for modern consoles. And again, this is old rumor. We've heard this one a number of times. Now it sounds like it is actually picking up steam because this new source claims that the reason we haven't seen it yet, because it's always been a thing, the reason we haven't seen it yet is because they put it on the back burner while they were working on other things over at Rockstar. Now they have the time to work on this again, so it's back in the rumor mill. So, uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Let's get into the new rumors, though, shall we? New rumors this week, we have Craven uh, the Hunter leading the pack with a rumor saying that we're going to be seeing a cameo from a Spider-Man in this Sony Pictures movie. R-rated Sony Pictures movie, no less. So that kind of adds a little mud to the water, but I still think we're looking at about a 70% likelihood that Craven has some sort of Spider-Man cameo. Will it be Tom Holland? I don't think so. Honestly, I think they're going to surprise everyone and go with a completely different actor and maybe not show his face so they can still leave the door open to be proper MCU related, but if they have to, they can go with this actor going forward and then do Spider-Man related things with a kind of sort of version of Spider-Man. That's my big surprise. But I think either way, we're going to get some sort. I think the rumor is correct in the in that we're going to get some sort 
of Spider-Man cameo. So once again, 70% likely for that one. Uh, next up is a Netflix rumor for Sandman season two. It is said that they are now casting the Norse gods for season two, like Loki and Thor and Odin, etc., etc. Being as they play a pretty big part in the comic books for the Sandman story, this stands to reason. There's no reason to not think that this is going to be a thing. We're going to say 90% here just because uh, that's a little bit, little bit later in the Sandman lore that those characters get introduced. So it seems like it's a little early, but Gaiman could do whatever the hell he wants. It's his franchise, right? So maybe he's going to speed things up or he's going to start that story sooner or something so, along those lines, whatever. 90%, man. 90%. From there, let's go into Nintendo. Uh, there are now rumored dev kits for the Switch 2 finding their ways into the, the warm little hands of uh, gaming developers. We actually have a number of sources claiming this, one of which is a very very good source. So uh, the assumption by a lot in the community is that because this is supposedly a thing, we are going to get an announcement very soon of the next hardware generation from Nintendo. And that seems like it's not super freaking likely. Uh, not the least of which being, uh, they're not gonna have it ready. If they're sending dev kits out now, they don't have production models. They're not going to have enough production models to launch a system by the holiday season, which is when they would want to launch a system. So there's just no way in hell they're going to be uh, selling it at the at the, this holiday season. So why would they announce it more than a year in advance? That just that just doesn't stand, stand to reason. But do these dev kits exist? I think there's about an 80% chance that that is likely, man. And I think that's even a conservative number. I think 80% highly, highly conservative. But again, we're going to play this one a little bit safe. Going from there, we're uh, talking about the staying in gaming. Uh, PlayStation 5, we have a revelation from the Microsoft suit that Sony is planning on launching a slim version of the console. And in order to do this, they are going to be launching a detachable disk drive for said slim version of the console because they have two versions of the main console. One is media-less, so it's all digital, and one is has a disk drive, and it's the more powerful one, much like, much like the Xbox. Um, and and th that's going to be difficult because you have two different hardware sets. Well, if you make that media drive an accessory and then sell it at a premium price separate from the console, you can kind of do whatever you want. So this kind of stands to reason, though it also comes from Microsoft. So they very well could be very misinformed because, you know, the tech, the corporate espionage and whatnot. So yeah, we're gonna say, we're gonna put this at 90% and I think that's kind of wild and crazy. I think that's not as conservative as it probably should be, but it's a video game rumor and usually they're pretty accurate. So at least from my sources anyway. Uh, Deadpool 3 is our next rumor mill uh, set. We have Deadpool 3, the rumor is that House of M is going to find its way into live action vis-a-vis -vis Deadpool 3. Uh, the, the, sure, the, the, like this is kind of a why not situation, but really there's so much out there as far as rumors for Deadpool 3, it's kind of hard to sift through the potential garbage and the potential accuracy. Um, there have been some less than reputable sources claiming the same thing. So that's why it's m over halfway there. But honestly, going in much more than halfway on most of these Deadpool 3 rumors anymore feels a little icky. <laughs> but uh, again, be, there, this has been corroborated by a couple other sources. So we're going to bump this up a bit and say about 60% likely we're going to be seeing uh, a version of the House of M in the Deadpool 3 movie for a brief moment or so. Uh, from there, we have, uh, sticking with Marvel, X-Men, or The Mutants, if you will. The Mutants is the movie that has been quasi-announced. Uh, so it is going to be a cosmic origin for the X-Men. 
that will then lead into a Judgment Day adaptation that will then lead into a mutants saga in the MCU, which very likely will be uh, sometime after the uh, Avengers uh, Kang Dynasty, I believe was the second one. Uh, so the next saga after the Kang saga, after the Avengers movies or what have you, uh, is going to be the, the mutants, the X-Men, if you will. Uh, and... <laughs> Yeah, maybe uh, we're so far away from this. Like everything right now is kind of up in the air as far as Marvel is concerned. So sure, this might have existed somewhere behind the scenes at some point. But does it now? Uh, possibly. So we're, we're putting this one right about 50% likely that we're going to be seeing this in uh yeah in the n near future maybe announced maybe not likely from there we have another fantastic four to thing thing to talk about this one comes from a garbage resource but i just had to put it in here because it's a little too funny to not talk about uh fantastic four supposedly has cast matt smith as the new reed richards that's right doctor who playing mr fantastic I, no, <laughs> no, I don't think that's, I don't think that's going to happen at all. 30% uh, likely that we will see that happen. And I think that's generous. I'm, I'm, I'd be very, very surprised if we see Matt Smith playing Reed Richards. Uh, and then our final rumor for this episode has to do with the DCU kind of as a whole. Uh, specifically, this rumor says that the DCU is going to be two, is going to be one of two entities under the Warner Brothers umbrella. Uh, the other one is going to be the Elseworlds universe, which is apparently going to be a universe unto itself, or as some people are more want to call it, uh, the Matt Reeves verse, uh, the, the universe in which the Batman exists and the Batman 2 and the Penguin and the Gotham series that may or may not be canceled at this point over on Max. Uh, all of these do that are being produced by Matt Reeves that are not being touched by James Gunn and Peter Safran, uh, they are going to be a universe unto themselves. And it, because they're going to be a universe unto themselves, there are going to be other movies made in said universe by other directors and, and creators aside from Matt Reeves. That's what the rumor is. Uh... I mean, this sounds just crazy enough to be a legitimate thing. Uh, I really think that James Gunn is trying to do something a little bit different from the MCU. And this is pretty damn different from the MCU. Uh, leaning into two different mythologies for the same characters. While a little bit of a gamble, knowing what I know about some of the... Uh, more casual fan base, let's say, uh, I think very well could pull off what Marvel is no longer able to do. So we're going to put this one at about 80% just because I think James Gunn is crazy. 80% likely we will be seeing two separate DC universes in the movies. And that, nerds, brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you very much. Uh, let me know what I missed down in the comments or over on the socials. You can find me at Generally Nerdy on basically everything. Uh, Twitter being a little crazy these days. I've heard something called, uh, what's it called? Uh, 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 threads? Is that what it is? Uh, let me know what's up with that down in the comments or over on the other socials, if you will. That being said, I appreciate your faces, nerds. We'll see you in the next one. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share on whichever platform you are currently listening or watching then do the thing on that platform and i'll see you next time before we go always always remember that if it's generally nerdy it's probably here <laughs>